We're coming in hot to give you our hot takes on all the latest mental health news. From headlines and memes to developments and breakthroughs. We go into this show blind with the hopes of learning something new. Before sharing some bunny hugs. And leaving with our eyes wide open. I'm Nick. And I'm Todd. And this is Mental Health Headline Hot Takes. We're glad you're here. Welcome, everyone. And we are going to determine who gets to decide once again if they want to go first or pass the baton. And are we going to do two out of three again, or do you want to just do one? Maybe let's just do one. All right. We'll see how that goes. Rock, paper, scissor. Winner gets okay. to either go first or defer. Ready? Yeah. Rock, paper, <laughs> scissor, shoot. And you beat I can't me see what again. You got. It was scissors. Oh. Oh, you beat okay. me again. I want you to go first this time. Okay. You're a Cubs fan. No, not a Cubs fan. Well, you might be a Cubs fan. I am a Cubs You're a Bears fan. fan. I'm a Bears fan. So I'll. I'll the Bears are I done. It's interesting because as we record this, it's probably, I mean, playoffs are going on. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully the Lions are still in it. I, we can anyway. Hope. So my story today um, is related to Chicago, which is where I'm from. And it's from a story on MedPage Today about public health policy. And it's called Overhauling Our Mental Health System with Eric Reinhardt, who's a medical doctor. And he discusses the need for Chicago's new program policy called Treatment Not Trauma. Now, this is... I'm intrigued. One of the big programs that our mayor, who's been mayor about eight months now, Brandon Johnson, I, full disclosure... I worked on his campaign in Chicago. I met him and got to share, um, you know, my thoughts about Chicago in general, but also told him like one of my big uh, reasons for choosing to support him was because of his treatment, not trauma program. And Mm. the reason for that is because crime is up in Chicago, which anybody around the world knows. Now, they'll tell you it's a war zone. It's not a mm. war zone, but it's it's funny because people think they're going to just get shot walking off out of the grocery store or something. It's not like that. But mm. um, so more police in jails, more police in jail. Right. <laughs> gotcha. And so his <laughs> he ran on the program of treatment, not trauma. And it was an initiative that's been years in the making in Chicago. Several. Our last mayor talked about it, didn't do anything about it. Um, and it's a basically an agenda to build non-police crisis response systems in Chicago and reopen the 19 community health care mental health, sorry, the 19 community mental health care centers is what I meant to say. It's to open 19 of those because over the last 20 years or so, they closed uh, 14 of them. And lo and behold, you watch the trends and guess what? Those close, crime goes up. Maybe it's a coinky dink, but I don't know. So um, as I said, this was one of the big reasons that I supported uh, Brandon Johnson. And basically, we have a system in this country where police are 
I actually don't even want to get into police. We'll probably have, <laughs> I, I don't even want to get in police. But basically, okay. they're not trained in handling crises. They're trained in arresting people and using their guns. And when you have, um, you know, people who, who have mental health challenges or mental health needs, according to this article, they're 16 times at a greater risk of being killed by the police. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can see how this is super important to not just our, our, you know, mental wellness, but our overall community here in Chicago and the various communities within Chicago. So I think this program is incredibly powerful. I think it's a, again, it's a good start. I don't necessarily think that it just stops at opening up these 19 mental health, uh, service government, um, uh, facilities. facilities. Yeah, but it's a huge, huge step in the right direction because we need non-police crisis responses. We need places where people can go when they need mental health support because, and also not have to worry about the financial burden because a lot mm-hmm. of the places where this crime and these violent crimes are happening and these crises are happening, they're in low-income areas and people don't have access to basic human resource, human need resources, let alone mental health services. So I think this is a, I fully support this program. I think that um, if people need a place they can go when they're in crisis or they're struggling, ideally, hopefully before they're in crisis, they can find that connections and get the care that they need to preemptively stop some of these violent crimes that happen in the country or in the city and the country, but in the city. So you bleeding heart. I am a I'm a bleeding heart humanist. It's kind of controversial, apparently, but but anyway, I su- <laughs> I support <laughs> I support this movement. I believe that this is a long game, and I know we we've talked about this before, but this is the long game. And there's already people I can already I can already see the comments of mm-hmm. "How's your mayor doing? You supported this mayor." I get them all the time. Oh. It's like it's like dude's been in office for eight freaking months he's not gonna flip a switch and solve the city's problems but he's taking the steps that he promised he was gonna take and it isn't gonna happen overnight and honestly the campaign was well aware of this too like they were well aware when they were running that like this stuff doesn't happen overnight this is something that is very um uh yeah it's the long game and it's an investment in people yeah and unfortunately, if he loses in a few years, that could all be scrapped and you never see the. <laughs> exactly. Know, that's the thing that drives me cuckoo with with governments is, is that kind of yep. that, that shit. And it, I mean, I get it. I don't know how else you have a democracy without some of this stuff, but it's like, well, people okay, are it's impatient. good and it's working. Don't cut that, please. Yeah. And people <laughs> yeah. are impatient. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Uh, um, so. The service that he's that he's going to be providing or helping to provide, will they work in tandem with the police or is that a whole other thing? Yeah, so they will work in tandem with the police in a lot of the crisis situations. And actually, I found this out maybe it probably about uh, it had to be last spring. I met a candidate that was uh, or not a candidate. I'm sorry. I met someone who was outside of a Starbucks and he's actually a crisis counselor that works with the police. So the police like call him. And this is in a specific um, uh, jurisdiction in Chicago. Right. Yeah. Okay. And they actually have crisis counselors that they can call. Uh, the police officers can call if they need them. But just seeing more of that, I think, is going to be really beneficial. 
Yeah. Uh, a few years ago in my province, uh, the cities started doing that. They It's called PACT, P-A-C-T, and it stands for something, police, something, mm-hmm. something, something. Uh, and yeah, they have uh, uh, social workers and stuff go to some of these mental health check, mm-hmm. welfare check things with them or mental health crises. And um, because same thing, there was, I mean, we're a little less gun happy here in Canada, but uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming the statistics are very similar to to yours where it's um, without a, a crisis worker, people were going to jail or getting shot or getting roughed yeah. up or whatever. And um, I, I can attest I was well taken care of in my suicide attempt. There was uh, two or three police officers in my kitchen holding me down and I was trying to reach for their gun and there was a knife and all types of stuff. Uh, and there was no um, mental health worker there, but yeah. luckily I was taken care of. Uh, so so that's good. But that's... Um, I was lucky. I am also I was also a white middle aged guy. <laughs> and I don't want to sound like <laughs> I don't want to sound woke, but the one cop that was in my kitchen whose gun I did woke. grab. Well, I don't know. I'm <laughs> I'm 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 in the gray area. But anyway, the guys who whose gun I did grab about two years after that happened, he was uh on Facebook um making racial comments about indigenous people. And so if I was Jesus. I truly believe if I was indigenous I would have gone to jail that day as opposed to the psych ward in getting help. But, yeah. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I, I fully, um, I, I don't, I could see that it's yeah. So, so it's, it, that's just a whole other reason to have like a non police partisan person in there. That's a, uh, mental health worker yeah. that comes to crises. But, yeah. And that's the thing with like guns and stuff too. You just can't F around with the guns. Yeah. And I mean, even when I was in the psych ward, there, there was security would come, be called once in a while. Anyone that's in a uniform that looks official and has a very nice haircut, mm-hmm. they do not de-escalate things. Just having that person in view escalates things because, you know, people, it's a, that's just it's a human threat. nature. Yeah. It's yeah. A it's a human nature. It's like, oh God, the cops are here. Now I'm really yeah. getting amped up. Whereas if someone's like, Hey, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, I don't know what the social workers wear look like, but, um, but yeah, it, it, it is threatening when yeah. law and security come to your room or to your house and they're like, yeah, banging on your door. We want to make sure you're safe. <laughs> <I know. laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's just anyway. so alarming. I mean, so, so yeah, that's cool that, uh, you you have a forward thinking dude like that. Sorry, am I right? Yeah, no, no, he's probably okay. the most progressive mayor. I mean, the system will probably eat him, chew him up, and spit him out. But <laughs> yeah, I, he, you can just tell, and just from meeting him and stuff, he's a uh, his heart's in the right place. It's just whether or not he can follow through when everything's against him. Right, right. Um, okay, you ready for mine? Right, on to the next. Let's go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Okay, this was in sciencedaily.com, and uh, again, I couldn't find the author of it, uh, but it's it was a study out of University of Texas. Sounds like Austin. it's more fake news. It's fake news out of Texas. Uh, it's caregiving could be stressful, but it can also lower risk of depression. Uh, becoming a caregiver to an aging parent or spouse can be stressful, but a new study is questioning the idea that family caregiving is also a risk factor of depression. The study published in the journal Advances in Life Course Research found that depression in adult caregivers is mostly driven by having a loved one experience serious health problems while becoming a caregiver is associated with fewer symptoms of depression. Hmm. Uh, so this uh, assistant professor in the Department of Human Development and Family Sciences, who is the author of the paper, Sao Huang Han, I have no idea if I said that right, found that adult children become uh, more depressed as their parents age, but uh, there's no proof that actually becoming their caregiver is actually more depressing. Uh, so it's actually... Oh, and, uh, and uh, sorry, I'll keep going. Rather, I found, this is a quote, rather, I found that caregiving alleviated the extent to which adult children become depressed in response to their mother's health problems, suggesting that there may be something protective about being able to help others we care about. <sighs> so actually, caring for people you love is not depressing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the depressing part is watching them age and deteriorate and stuff, but being right. there for them and being their caregiver and being able to have empathy for them and stuff, that's actually like, it, it almost like outweighs or, or counterbalances the, the grief of losing that parent in a way. Um, uh, he goes on to say, oh, this is the stat was interesting. About one in five Americans are providing caregiving to an adult, to an adult with health and functional needs. And about half of people over 50 are caregivers to older adults, which I didn't realize there was so many people caregiving other people. Yeah, I didn't either. I mean, I guess I'm not surprised. It's just not something I'd think about. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it more because... Uh, my parents are aging and yeah. my wife's parents are aging and going through some stuff. Um, and it, it did talk a little bit about spouses, caregiving for spouses. And it was kind of the same results that, mm -hmm. uh, um, you know, I, th he called it depressing watching them, um, you know, age and stuff. Mm -hmm. I think it's, that might be more grief right. than it is yeah. depression. But, um, but well, the I, fact th I think they can like grief can cause situational depression, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the giving back and the caregiving part and, you know, knowing that you're able to help them kind of alleviates some of the, the depression. Again, yeah. if you go probably poor people, it's different. Well, <laughs> you know, my, 
my grandpa passed away and uh this was a long time ago i was in high school and my grandma um you know she had some pretty bad arthritis so she couldn't move like she she, she couldn't do all the you know, especially the outside chores, like she would still clean and stuff, but she couldn't do the outside, the mowing the lawn, the, you know, I mean, she would always find a way to, to weed though, do her weeding and plant mm. her roses. But, um, she wasn't able to, so my dad who was, re- who was, you know, we were work- working class. So he was renting a, an apartment. And when the lease was up, he moved in with my grandma to help, um, just take care of the house and make sure she could keep it. And, um, you know, over time, her health deteriorated physically, mentally, she was pretty sharp still. And it became much more of a a caregiving situation. And I do when I look back on that, and I think, you know, how it all went down, like, I feel like my dad gave up a lot of his life to do that. And I, I'm, I love my grandma, she was my favorite person in the whole wide world. But I do kind of feel for my dad, who was in his 40s, probably, um, yeah, 40s, and I can't imagine, like, I'm coming up on 40 in a couple of years, like, I can't imagine having to take care of my parents at that age. Like, I have, you know what I mean? Like, such I an do, added yeah. responsibility, and my dad was barely done with us, and now he's got to go to... <laughs> you know, uh, help. So, so it, it is yeah. almost like I get all sides and I do think it impacted him. And I do think it, I do think he was, um, you know, depressed from the whole situation, but at the same time would never, um, you know, he would challenge her to, you know, if you're not going to be able to do ABC, you have to go to a home. Right. Mm-hmm. And usually she would, you know, it would push her because she didn't want to. And, you know, there was stuff like that. But all in all, like he gave up years and years of his life in, you know, potentially like prime years of his life to take care of, of his mom. And it's like, where, you know, is that, is that fair? Is that right? Like, what is right? What's the line? Yeah, I know. And, and I mean, it is situational too. Yeah. I mean, this is general speaking, but, um, in the article it did say it gives some people purpose, like some people that just, you know, yeah. it, it, it is a very soul filling thing, but for people like I can't, I could, I couldn't, I love my parents, but I, I it would be hard for me to do it because mm-hmm. I'm having a hard time just taking care of my goddamn self, let alone oh, I know. my children. And then, yeah, uh, I put stuff on, put my life on pause to help them. And yeah, ooh, yeah. so, uh, but yeah. And then, and then you think of like places like Italy and France where it's like, multi-generations are living in the same house and it's just they're they're all taking care of each other and how lovely that is and um some of the more poorest countries in the world are actually some of the most content because they do have but you know what's interesting too is i i think i've told you this before maybe not i worked for a company that was in uh based in sweden so i spent a lot of time in sweden they actually Mm -hmm. have a very good system there where when you get to a certain age and you can't live on your own anymore, there's like full, it's not like, I don't know what it's like in Canada. Homes here are really depressing. Like you get a small Mm -hmm. room, you get mashed potatoes, Salisbury steak on a good day. Like it's not, it's not a pleasant place to be. And it's, it's different in Sweden. Like they actually have like housing and neighborhood and nurses that, that visit to do this stuff. But like, you still have sort of that autonomy of having your own space and still being in a community of other people who also need assisted living. So I I think there's like, 
things we could do better more in that model while not yeah. completely losing that like cohesiveness and that closeness that comes with the examples you shared. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to combine those two somehow. Um, and I mean, every culture is different. Every country is different. Every government's different. Um, I mean, I, I, as a Canadian, just viewing Americans, it's like, uh, yeah, a lot of the money, a lot of tax money goes to the military as opposed to what do they call it from crib to coffin taking care of. And it's like, that's socialism and it's a dirty word and stuff. And here too, yeah, I mean, people, we socialize, know. we socialize the weapons manufacturers in this country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, but here in Canada, it's, they do have, there's private and, um, uh, government owned care homes and mm -hmm. it, it does sound like you get what you pay for. Yeah. The sad ones are generally, well, the cheap ones yeah. <laughs> and some of the government run ones. And then other people are like, it's like a country club. Yeah. So, yeah. So, once yeah. again, it comes down to class. Hey, I'm classy, man, <laughs> but I'm low class. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I don't well, yeah, know. That, that was, was a shorter episode, but uh, yeah. Hey, how short was it? We weren't no talking idea. about like super depressing stuff today. That's why. <laughs> yeah. hey, that's all right. I mean, I, I not every episode is going to be uh, forty minutes or half hour. Or whatever. I, I don't know how long it is, but I, I had. I think we talked about some good stuff, and I had fun with my friend. And that's what's important. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing your, your article today, and I guess we'll be back here again next week. Yes, be sure to follow Nick at all his links and me at all my links, uh, Eyes Wide Open and Bunny Hugs and Mental Health and all that stuff. And be sure to, uh, you know, if, if there's a topic or an article you want us to check out, be sure to leave it in uh, our, our DMs if you have it or our comment section or whatever. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And we'll see you next week. See you, buddy. Bye -bye. This has been our mental health headline hot takes. We're so glad you came. Remember, when you heal yourself, you heal the world. Be sure to like this video, leave comments, and suggest articles for future episodes. Hit subscribe to Eyes Wide Open. And Bunny Hugs and Mental Health.